Your Essie Besties, Jenna and Sarah, come together each week to discuss modern skincare trends, review products, and go in-depth on all things skin. Just two estheticians on a mission to help you feel better about the skin you're in. We promise to always give you the most up-to-date science, honest reviews, and advice to the best of our ability. Hello, and welcome back to Skincare for Pod. This is your host, Jenna, and I am so excited today to be talking about cleansers. There are so many different types of cleansers that I kind of forget about because I only use my specific ones that I really like, and I'll be diving into what I've used in the past, what maybe you should be avoiding, and then what I use in the present day. So without further ado, I guess let's get started. Okay, so the first type of cleanser we'll be talking about is a foaming cleanser. Ideal for oily and acne-prone skin types. They're meant to deep clean by getting rid of excess oil and sebum, as well as work uh, to uproot any debris stuck in your pores, helping you keep your skin clear and refreshed and just kind of really get in into your pores. All cleansers do, foaming cleansers kind of do an extra oomph, if you will. Uh, could be foaming by friction or a foam pump. I've used both. The one I use right now is a friction foaming cleanser. I use uh, the one from ZO by Zenobaji. I just use his normal gentle cleanser, about a little bit less than a dime size in my palm. Add some water, lather it up, and slap it on. Um, I've been really, really enjoying that one. I've also used, um, as far as professional line goes, the PCA uh, normal cleanser, gentle cleanser is what it's called. Uh, I've used Eminence Mangosteen. Really, really love that one as well. It smells amazing. It's really gentle. It has a lactic acid complex to it, so it's doing a little bit of exfoliation as well, which is really great when it comes to a cleanser. If you're going to go with a drugstore brand as an esthetician, I can't recommend you do that. Although I have heard a uh, dermatologist say, and it pained her to say it, so it pains me also. If you are going to do it, the one she recommended was the Neutrogena Grapefruit. Now with all of the cleansers that are at Target, Walmart, wherever you get your skincare, it's going to be full of fillers, to be honest. I was looking at the ingredients for the Neutrogena. Neutrogena and Olay both have a new retinol line. Look at those ingredients because the retinol is way low on the ingredient list, which means it's very, very small trace amounts. I was trying to look for the percentage, actually, of retinol in those products, and I couldn't find it anywhere. To be effective, it would have to be a 025 or higher, um, like half a percent or a full percent of retinol in each in the product, but I couldn't find anywhere where it would tell me a percentage, which tells me it's very low, like a whisper, if you will, of retinol in those products. So with with any of these uh, drugstore lines, especially the cleansers, watch out for the active ingredients being low on the ingredient list um, 
your best bet is obviously from an esthetician, I'm going to tell you, go to your spa, go to a local esthetician, go to a dermatologist and invest in yourself and in your skincare. And you're going to really see the difference in 10, 15 years when you're kind of aging slowly, gracefully, some may say even backwards. And your friends who've been using Neutrogena Clean and Clear for the past 10 years look 10 years older than you do. That would be why. (laughs) So invest in the good stuff now and your future self will thank you for it. Uh, Moving on. So that was a foaming cleanser. Now we're going to do a gel cleanser. A gel cleanser is beneficial for eliminating surface oil and acne-causing bacteria, such as P-acne bacteria, as well as giving the skin a deeper clean. Uh, It'll work to clear away any impurities and prevent future breakouts. It's activated by water, so make sure you wet your skin before and also add some water to your hands. It's ideal for oily skin, so the difference between the foaming and the gel, you're going to add water to both, but with the foaming cleanser, you don't necessarily have to get your skin wet to begin with, but the gel cleanser, you do. The reason why we get our skin wet to begin with, I've heard this term all the time, what opens your pores? Not necessarily. Your pores are stagnant. They're not going to open and close and contract and expand physio physically they yeah physically they don't do that but warm water breaks down the sebum which is the oil in your skin cold water solidifies it so if you're washing your face with with cold water that oil that's on your skin is kind of getting a little bit harder and it won't be as easy to remove versus using a warm water, it's gonna kind of melt away all of those oils that are sitting on your skin. And so next we're gonna talk about milk or cream cleansers. They're made from lightweight emollients and they're much less likely to leave a residue on the skin like oil cleansers can. Milk cleansers are ideal for uh, dry skin, can be used with normal, like I just said, or combination. Um, since they're not going to leave a residue on your skin, really can be for everyone, but I would say if I were going to recommend someone with dry skin to a cleanser, I would kind of steer them in a milk or cream cleanser direction. Milk cleansers are ideal for dry skin and beneficial for dissolving off emollients found in makeup. This is thanks to the oils that are found uh, in the milk cleanser. They're formulated to cling, cling to, and remove the oils and grime that are on your face throughout the day. Since milk cleansers aren't harsh and easily take off makeup, opt to use them at night to ensure that you go to sleep with a clean face. They're great for double cleansing, uh, for a double cleanse, and I'm gonna talk about oil cleansers next. I would recommend doing an oil cleanser and then finishing up with your milk or cream cleanser. So you're gonna strip away all that uh, makeup and dirt and grime that's on your face from the day and you're gonna kinda hydrate it with that milk or cream cleanser. So then, like I said, going into oily, or oil, an oil cleanser, great for makeup removal. Um, like I just said, a great double cleanse. I've cleansed my face with an oil cleanser and then moved right into the rest of my routine, my uh, toner and then serum and what we talked about in episode two. Um, I, I love oil cleansers for makeup remover. So much better for the environment than the makeup wipes. Better for your skin. Uh, oil cleansing or oil cleansers are ideal for all skin types. 
Oil attracts oil, which I know those of us that have struggled with acne or do continue to struggle with acne uh, are a little bit afraid of oil, and I was too before I went to beauty school. Uh, the last thing I wanted to put on my face was oil because I already have such oily skin and and acne prone as well that someone said, oh, put this oil on your face. I'd be like, no. But now kind of understanding the chemistry and the science behind it, having the oil attract the oil pulls it all up and out. And it it's so... Uh, refreshing and rejuvenating and leaves your skin so soft um, as long as your oil cleanser doesn't contain not so great ingredients it's the best option I think uh, for makeup removal so moving on to a clay cleanser this is gonna be a very clarifying thick uh, almost like a mask type of cleanser I've seen products before Neutrogena, I believe, has one that is mask or cleanser, and that would fall into this clay cleanser category. Personally, using that on your skin every single day, I don't recommend. It's very harsh for your skin. Now, if you're going to do a clarifying mask, I love using clay for that purpose, and that would be like once a week if you have active acne, maybe every other week if you don't. Uh, just because it draws out all of the oil and toxins and um, it's just kind of drying for your skin. So if you have extremely oily skin, you would use that as more of a treatment every once in a while. But revert back to, I would say, the oil cleanser and then the milk cleanser or the foaming. Um, if you draw out all of the oil way too much, your skin's going to be like, oh no, my oil's gone. And kind of kick that into high gear and now you're even more oily than you were to begin with, and you're not really combating anything. In return, you're actually making it a little bit worse. Next, we're gonna move into micellar water. I've never used micellar water, personally. Uh, it originated in France, and uh, it features micelles, which are tiny oil molecules suspended in soft water. Um, that then attract oil, dirt, makeup, and they're great for um, removing makeup. They're great for good for dry skin, sensitive skin. You don't need to rinse them off with water. So it's more almost like a toner, I would say. So I wouldn't necessarily use this as a cleanser. If anything, I would use the cleanser and then the micellar water as more of a hydrating feature in your in your regimen. I understand us ladies, sometimes when we go out or we just have a really long day and we don't want to do our 10 minute regimen or 5 minute regimen or whatever it may be and you just want to get into bed as soon as possible, use micellar water, use moisturizer, go to bed. One time is not going to kill you. Try your very best to wash your face every single night like we talked about in the last episode. However, there are really tough days sometimes so this is why I threw the micellar water into the cleansers or into the cleansing section rather than the toner and I may talk about it um again later on in the podcast I'm gonna try it I'm gonna uh, pick up a few different brands so if you have any recommendations feel free to uh, dm me on our podcast instagram at skincarefairpodcast 
So moving right along to powder cleansers. Also, I've never used these, but I do hear that they are making a comeback. Uh, they're powdery when they're powdery and soft when they're dry, and then it turns into a creamy lather upon contact with water. Uh, thoroughly cleansing your skin while providing a gentle exfoliation. So it's grainy, and anything that is a little bit grainy, I don't recommend using every single day. I know there are plenty of exfoliating cleansers, and that's totally fine. I use my exfoliating cleanser twice a week. Having that kind of abrasive um, exfoliating texture on your skin every single night, it might be a little bit too much exfoliation, so you'd want to pull that back just a little bit. A sign, a telltale sign of when you are over exfoliation is kind of like a dewy, shiny, but to the touch, you're not dewy. It looks like you are from afar from someone else, but if you were to touch your skin, no oil is going to come onto your fingertips. That's kind of a sign that you've over exfoliated. So with these powder cleansers, I would say use it more as an exfoliation step rather than a cleanser. So I'm sure we're going to be talking, I'm sure I'm going to be talking about exfoliation at some point, but since we're here, I'll just throw it in real quick into your regimen. If you are going to exfoliate, you'll do your cleanser, your toner, maybe if you want a toner, I usually don't, cleanser, and then you're going to exfoliate and then you're gonna move on with your serums, moisturizers, etc. So it would be uh, right after cleansing before you put anything else on your skin. And that I exfoliate Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then there are bar cleansers. I have a bar cleanser at home. I use the PCA uh, pigment bar because I have some pigment control issues after, well, when I got pregnant, I got melasma. I've lived in San Diego my whole life. I grew up on the beach not really wearing sunscreen. I was an IB junior lifeguard, got awful sunburns on my face, and now all of that pigment is kind of coming up as I'm approaching my 30s, so I'm using that pigment bar uh, every once in a while. I was using it strictly before I got into my ZO regimen, but now that I'm in, I'm in a 12-week program right now, with Zio by Zenobaji, and so I actually haven't used my PCA pigment control bar in a few weeks. Because of that reason, I wanted to give this regimen a full 12-week, like, strict, I'm not doing anything else, I'm not adding any other product, and it's been really hard for me, actually. But the first six weeks is torture, it's awful. After the six weeks, you're like, okay, I kind of like this. And then the 12 week on is when you're really going to fall in love with that line. So they say, I'm at week five, so I'll keep you guys posted with, with my skin journey. But for now, I have used a bar cleanser, like I just said. So bars are back. Mine, the PCA ones come in a jar and you get your fingertips wet and then you swirl it around the top. So it's not an actual bar like you would imagine a bar of soap that like a St. Ives or something or a Dove bar or something like that. I'm sure there are those. Typically, they are higher pH, those types of skin bars. So when you are looking for a cleanser, if you wanted to opt for a bar cleanser, make sure it is for your face. 
it'll be more of a skin-friendly pH level in addition to the nutrient-rich, highly moisturizing ingredients such as uh, glycerin. Any cleanser, not just bar cleansers, but try and steer away from cleansers that kind of pride themselves on smelling good. There are brands such as Eminence that most of their things smell amazing and it's because they're derived from like the mango steam cleanser I was talking about earlier. It smells so good but it's made from a fruit so of course it's gonna smell good. The bar cleanser that I've used from PCA has fragrance in it. Not a ton and my skin doesn't react to it. So if you have more of a sensitive skin make sure that one of the things that you're looking at when you're looking at buying a cleanser is that it doesn't have the fragrance in it. Bar cleansers are going to be different than bars of soap, so make sure, especially men out there that are using your body wash on your face, please stop. The pH balance is different on your on the skin on your face than it is on your body. So when you're looking for a cleanser, if you want to opt for a bar cleanser, which they're really fun to use. I really enjoyed mine. Just make sure it's for the skin on your face, not for your body. Uh, bar cleansers can be loaded with antioxidants and vitamins and minerals. So many great things. And they're just really great um, for oily and combination skin. If you're going to use uh, something like a different routine for combination skin, I would say use the bar cleanser in your T-zone. And then use whatever other type of cleanser if you want to just use a, a gentle cleanser on the rest of your skin or gel foaming, whatever. If you're a little bit dry in some areas, you can kind of spot treat even when you're cleansing. Or you can double tone and do, or double tone, or you can double cleanse and do, say, a bar cleanser first and then a milk cleanser or a bar and then a gel or whatever you, whatever you decide, whatever's fancy, whatever suits your fancy. Whatever suits your fancy. There we go. I say so many weird um, sayings, and I, I'll say them with such conviction, and then my husband will be like, "That what? What did you say? That's not a thing. And I'll be like, just stop riding my pork chops. And I'll be like, Jenna, that's not a thing. I'm going to make it a thing because I said it, so now I have to continue to say it or I'm going to sound dumb. And can't can't have that happen. Anyway, so now we're moving on to toners. So we're gonna cleanse and we're gonna tone. Clo toning, cloning, toning is gonna balance your pH. It's gonna wipe off any residue left from the cleanser. Help get skin ready for the further steps in your routine. And then it can be loaded with antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, uh, hydrating ingredients, which could be really great too. Not not everyone needs to use a toner. Like I said, I don't really right now. I have toning pads because they're part of my regimen, um, a regimen that was given to me by my Zio rep at the med spa I work at. So right now I'm using a toner. First time I've used a toner in a really long time. I did use them or use one when I had acne in high school, and they help. So I'm not I'm not poo pooing on toners, but if your budget is tight and you, you need to kind of build your regimen slowly, cleanser, moisturizer, SPF would be my three in the daytime to go for. Um, make sure 
if you don't have active acne, such as cysts, blackheads, whiteheads, things like that, that you're not using. Excuse me. Cysts, uh, whiteheads, blackheads, things like that. Make sure that you're not using an acne cleanser because if you're constantly removing, removing, removing all of that oil from your skin and you're not necessarily producing enough to to be using an acne product, uh, what can happen is you're breaking down your skin little by little and it can cause premature aging. So to combat premature aging, we don't use products that we don't need. Sounds easy enough. When I went into school, I was still using acne products because I suffered with acne in high school, which was 10 years ago, and I'm still using acne products to this day. Little did I know, just because my skin was acneic before doesn't necessarily mean I should be using all of these acne products now. So take note, learn from my mistakes, and that's why I'm here. Thank you guys for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, Sarah will be back and we'll be talking about the weather and the conditions. Nope. Next week, we'll be talking about the weather and the effects it has on our skin. Please rate, review, subscribe, and wear your SPF. I'll see you next Monday.